This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chip and Roll Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. That was, we got it, um, having some technical difficulties, but Addie figured it all out, so she got it. When so. people need help with technology, they call me and then say, is your brother home? <laughs> hey, <laughs> is he around? Yeah, exactly. Either one, either one. Fair enough. That's but you got true. it. That's mm-hmm. not true. Grandma Penny asked me one time to help her with her laptop. And did you get it? Um, yeah, she asked me if I knew how to take a screenshot, and I Googled it on my way into the um, kitchen and did it. And she was like, you're so smart. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Google sure is. I know how to Google. Making me look real good. Google makes us all look good. Padding my resume because now I'm an IT guy, too. We talk about that sometimes because it's so funny how many things you used to just, like, wonder about like song lyrics or um, like the name of someone who was in a movie or a show or whatever, you know, like we used to just wonder about that and we never really would have the answer because by the time you were somewhere where you could actually like look it up, right, at a library or something, you would have forgotten and so you just didn't know things. I bet you guys had a much more content life. Probably so because now... Probably much happier too because I feel like this is way off topic but I'm going to go there anyway. I feel like we weren't supposed to know all of the evils in the world that we get to know now, you know? I agree. It's overwhelming. God made it to where we didn't have to know everything that happened all of the time. And when you focus on that, it kind of ruins the joys of life. There's so much bad. I think about that all the time. All the time. I'm like, we weren't supposed to know that. Which some of the reason why it's it's been a proven fact that like social media causes anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff. It's not because, just comparing. No, that's part of it. That's what I've always thought when people said that though until this moment when you said that and I was like, oh yeah, because I don't watch the news. No, because I get depressed. I used to. So this is a funny funny fact. But when I take my dog outside in the backyard, I have to go out with her. She won't just go out by herself. But I'll go out with her. And then she will just stand there next to me until I start something on my phone um, talking. So a video or um, a podcast or an audiobook or something like that. She wants to hear it out loud. And then she will go out into the yard and do her business. It's very silly. I don't understand exactly why. Um, she knows at that point that you're going to stay because you're doing something. That's what I figure. And then she can hear it. So then she's calm that I'm not going to leave her. Anyway, all of that to say, I used to just she has anxiety too. open up Facebook and go to videos and just start whatever was there. But it turns out it was almost always a news one. And it was always bad news. Like all the things in the world that are going wrong with inflation and you know, just all of these things and just negative. And yes. so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I mean, so now I do now I do podcasts, which most of the time the podcasts I'm listening to are um, just Bible lessons or sermons and that kind of stuff from uh, different congregations that um, they put their sermons out every week and their Bible classes out every week as a podcast, which is fantastic. And so now I will listen to one of those instead of some news clip. Have you seen a change in your mindset? Absolutely. Isn't that funny? Because, I mean, think about it. If you only got to know what was happening in the world, like, immediately around you, you know how much happier you would be? I think about my life. 
it's just me and Lincoln most of the time, right? If I had no idea what else was happening anywhere else at any point in time outside of just that home, I, there's nothing wrong going on there. And part of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we know some of the bad things, right? But I feel like sometimes we get too much and it becomes overwhelming. And I think the reason why, to me, it's overwhelming, I don't know about everybody, but it becomes overwhelming and a big burden when you cannot influence or change anything about it. And so if it's something that you can have a direct effect on or a direct change, you will know about that, even in your little world. Exactly. Which is absolutely and exactly. I like it. I think we should use it more often. And so, um, but yeah, all these other things that are from, you know, halfway across the world. And again, it's not like it's a bad thing to know. We can always pray about those things. And that is not a useless thing. But to just know all of the troubles and cares from everybody else that you you can pray about. But we can pray about those things anyway. Generically. Exactly. God knows what you're talking about. Everybody who's having struggles, look at that. <laughs> that encompassed everybody. Yeah, and then as people that you know personally, then you can affect a change yeah. and help them. And then you can have more. And those more. are things that you're not going to miss if you don't have so- convincing myself to delete social media. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, those are not things that you're going to miss if you don't have social media. The things you can change, mm-hmm. you're going to know about them. Absolutely. This is a long, long way off topic. I told, I told you when I brought it up. I said, this is not even close to our topic, but I'm going to go there anyway. That's okay. I actually, I like this conversation and I'm glad we had it. And I think it was beneficial for us anyway, because, uh, and I have found myself just recently, I hardly ever get on Facebook anymore besides Facebook Marketplace because there's a couple of things I'm looking for. And so I, I keep my eye on those things. But I really, I don't, I don't post on social media anymore and I rarely ever check it. So, and that I find to be really nice as well. So, shall we jump into our actual topic for the day? Our uh, relationship advice topic? <laughs> yeah, we just read out other advice too. It's okay. It's all good. So we're going to stick with Adam and Eve for this week, too, because, you know, there's a lot to say there. And I think this is probably going to end up happening a lot. I think so. And a lot of different relationships, because a lot of them have a lot of different stories that you could talk about. Well, and, and I think it's important to glean all of it. I think so, too, because relationships are complex. And that's, you know, that's part of why I think God gave us the Bible how he did because, I mean, he could have just given a list of do's and don'ts in there. But when he, can give, when he can give a story of two people and how they interacted in certain circumstances, like, you can keep looking back to that and you can empathize and you can see yourself in that position and you can relate to it in a way that's different than just a list of do's and don'ts. So, yeah, I think it's important that we do take a look at different aspects of these relationships. All right. So we are going to start in chapter 3 of Genesis. And read 1 through 13. Um, I, lost, I lost my train of thought halfway through that. Um, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? 
And the woman said, Unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant unto the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and they made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden, in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? <laughs> Whereof I commanded thee that thou should not shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me be with me, to gavest to be with me, and she gave me of the fruit, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. All right. And this might seem like a strange place to stop, but... It gets our point across. It does. And that's really... The, we, the point we were talking about was Adam and Eve's relationship with one another in this situation. So we can obviously learn a lot of lessons about their relationship to God and how they tried to hide from God. Like, all kinds of lessons can be as Addie said, gleaned from this. But that's not what we're looking at. Yeah, but today we're going to look at... One specific point. Yes. Adam and Eve and their relationship together in this sin. So, um, but it just, it always gets me that immediately when Adam is confronted, notice that um, when God was looking for them, Adam is the one that speaks up first, right? And has Eve did it. Yeah, he says, I heard your voice, I was afraid, and... So I hid. Yes. Um, yeah, he's like, well, <laughs> the woman that you gave me, so not only is he blaming... Eve, but also yeah, God. He's like, you gave me this woman. How did and he think that that was going to be beneficial? You know, it's like a child answering a parent when they're, like, you know, caught doing something wrong. This happens to me every day. Yeah. Every day. Lincoln, Lincoln um, made me take his toy. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, let's not blame go. others. Or I'll walk into Lincoln screaming, and he gave it to me. He he gave it to me, and now he's upset. Oh, mm-hmm. is that what happened? I, I'm kind of doubting that that's what happened. <laughs> it is hard to believe, isn't it? But it happens every day. And yeah, look here. So after Adam did that and says, this woman, God, that you gave me, like she made me eat this. Then immediately the woman turns around and says, well, the serpent, he beguiled me. So I did eat. So again, like both of them just blaming, they're blaming others. So Adam blamed Eve and I realize that we are not told many things about when Eve gave Adam the fruit, but it doesn't look as if he argues or complains or 
questions her I at all. I feel like that would have been recorded. <laughs> Me too. She gave it to him and he ate. That's what it says. Yeah. So I have a hard time believing that anything else happened in there. And he knew he was wrong, right? He knew that he did wrong as well. Not just Eve. Or he wouldn't have tried to shift blame. Exactly. But yeah, so we see we see the whole argument back and forth with Eve and the serpent. I mean, she did at least argue with the serpent about whether they should eat of this or not. But once she decided to eat, it just simply says... Um, she gave to her husband with her and he did eat. Do you think that maybe this is completely potential, but I was just thinking about it. This is also super off topic, so just... (laughs) But do you think that Adam had maybe been tempted by the fruit already before? Because like you said, Eve pushed back a little bit. She was like, oh, we're not supposed to. But it doesn't look like like Adam did. He was just like, okay... So he either blindly trusted her that much, or he's like, it wasn't my idea, you know? Like, well, I'm going to do it because it sounds fun, but like, and I've heard differing um, ideas about whether Adam was with Eve, like, like present at the time that she was being tempted and didn't say anything because, I mean, from that verse where it says... And she gave him, and he did eat. I mean, it does sound like he was right there. But I've also heard other, because often, like, we I mean, make the point we that... we don't know for sure. We don't. Anything. This is all just hypothetical. I've just heard points made about the idea that Eve was tempted when she was alone, right? And if Adam had been there, then may not have fallen to that temptation, so we, we don't really know, but it could be if he was right there with her that he heard the same lies that the serpent told. And then, I don't know. So that's a possibility, I guess. But um, either way, both Adam and Eve shifted the blame. And so that's where we want to focus our relationship advice for today is the idea of you need to... Get the log out of your own eye. Accept responsibility. Yeah, take responsibility for your part. Even if your part was not a big part, you are, this is a quote from a book I read, 100% responsible for that small part. So even if you're only 1% responsible, you're 100% responsible for that 1%. And not to mention, almost everything goes smoother after you apologize first. Absolutely. And if you're able to swallow your pride and get that out of there, the quicker y'all can just go back to being, I don't know, not mad, happy. Resolved, yeah. And getting your relationship back. But that's really, you said it right there, pride. Pride is the thing that keeps you from accepting any responsibility for your actions. Maybe pride, maybe fear um, of the repercussions of that. But, yeah, you have to first accept your part in the situation. And Adam and Eve, neither one wanted to do that. And again, going back to the idea that you can't hide from God, you also can't hide that, you know, your responsibility in a matter. God knows it all. And so, and he knows your intent. And he knows if you're trying to get out of trouble or um, shift the blame 
But so many things, so many relationships could be resolved if you just humbly admit your fault in the matter right up front. Yeah. I really have nothing to add to that. That really sums it up quite well. I think it does, too. I mean, I added some in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know that I talked at all. I was like, yes, I did. I just have poor memory. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, that was our relationship advice for today. Stay tuned for our next couple. Or not couple. I don't know. We're just doing all relationships. Oh, yeah. I already I have one. Okay. I feel like you do want me to tell you now. I feel like you have to now. I feel like we should do Cain and Abel. That's who I was thinking, because I figured we're just going through the Bible and talking about people's relationships with each other. Yeah. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel coming up next week. Boy, is that a wreck. Brother and sister. Did I just say that? Yep. Two brothers. I apologize. Should we cut that out? Nope. It's (laughs) too late. It's too late. All right. Well, on that note, do we say thank you? Thank you. you. We do say thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.